This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The Republican voters face a choice in this state and in every state around the nation as these primaries unfold. And I believe that choice will determine the fate of our party and the course of our nation for years to come. So today I ask my fellow Republicans this. In the days to come, will we be the party of conservatism? Or will we follow the siren song of populism unmoored to conservative principles? The future of this movement and this party belongs to one or the other, not both. That's because the fundamental divide between these two factions is unbridgeable. History teaches that societies with more freedom and less government flourish. That's why we have a brilliant system of checks and balances, divisions of authority, co-equal branches of government, enshrined in our Constitution, and sovereign state governments under our system of federalism. Conservatives understand that in order to advance an agenda on behalf of the American people, we must work through the system, the political home of those who believe in limited government and individual liberty who keep faith with our Constitution, is the Republican Party. Well, a key part of Speaker McCarthy's strategy has been trying to convince hardline conservatives to back down. As you and I reported, McCarthy held a conference call with his members last week, and he argued that they should save these funding fights for later in the year when they actually do their long-term spending bills, and essentially said, now is not the time or place to make these demands about the border, Department of Justice, other things that conservatives have been digging in over. But Kevin McCarthy is going to have to make a decision pretty soon here about what to do with supplemental funding and whether and how that's going to hitch a ride potentially on a short-term spending bill. The White House requested $40 billion for both Ukraine aid and disaster relief, but hardliners want to see those issues delinked because they don't want to support any more money for Ukraine. So that really sets up a potential showdown with both Senate Democrats and Senate Republicans who mostly do support more money for Ukraine. And I think Republican Congressman Mike Simpson, who serves on the appropriations panel, summed it up best when he told me, I tell people to buckle up. It's going to be crazy for September, October, November, December. The next four months are going to be wild. And hanging over all of this is the motion to vacate the speaker's chair. That is a procedural tool that would force a vote on ousting the sitting speaker. It's something conservatives are threatening to use if they don't get their way in funding fights. So just a very complicated dynamic for Kevin McCarthy and not a lot of time to figure it out. 
Yeah, Sarah, I want to read the actual tweet from Matt Gates that has caused this stir in the House. Uh, he wrote, quote, We've got to seize the initiative. That means forcing votes on impeachment. And if Speaker McCarthy stands in our way, he may not have the job long. So not really a veil threat at all. With us now, Time National Political Correspondent Molly Ball. I want to talk about Matt Gates and these others threatening Kevin McCarthy. Are they the, the boys who cried vacate? Which, of course, is the, is the formal phrase for what you have to do to kick him out of speaker, vacate the chair. Do you think that they would really do this, force McCarthy out? You know, I think I think you've put your finger on the issue, which is that this is a sort of nuclear option and it can only be used once. If they trigger the motion to vacate, you know, with this extremely narrow majority, Kevin McCarthy can't take anything for granted. And we've seen, you know, since those that first series of late night votes that eventually delivered him the speakership, he has been engaged in a, in, in a real high wire act and he's managed to do it successfully. Uh, but for his detractors on the right, uh, they have to know that if 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 if, if you come at the king, you best not miss, as, as a wise man once said, right? If they trigger this option and it doesn't work out, it looks like a paper tiger going forward. Uh, and uh, and so it's, it works better as a threat than in actual practice. And if, if, it, if it were to succeed, obviously, it would throw the entire house into chaos uh, with really unpredictable consequences. So the, they're, they're wielding this threat, hoping that, that uh, they will get uh, McCarthy to go along with it. And it's not clear how he'll get himself out of this, this uh, not just one jam, but several jams as Mel laid out. Well, several jams, right? Because so how tight is that needle that he has to thread or maybe the head of the needle that needs to be threaded exactly there, if I'm going to use the metaphor correctly? You know, there's the impeachment issue for, for President Biden, but there's also this government shutdown looming in, in just a few weeks here. Does McCarthy really have any flexibility? Uh, he doesn't have a lot, right? He, he has just a couple of votes to spare. Uh, when he was able to uh, get that deal to raise the debt ceiling earlier this year, it passed with more uh, Democratic than Republican votes. And if he goes that route again, it's going to increase uh, the uh, the complaints on, on his right wing, uh, who don't like to see him doing deals that way. Uh, but so far, he's managed to, to sort of outrun the problem. He's, he's been able to uh, push off until another day all of these, these these difficulties, and we may see him pull a rabbit out of a hat again. Uh, but as you said, you know, there's this September 30th government funding deadline. Uh, the Senate is uh, increasingly, in a bipartisan manner, uh, ganging up on the House to say, you know, we've done the work. You guys need to do your part here. And then there are, are several other must-pass bills uh, that, that he's going to have to deal with. And to be clear, he doesn't really have allies in the Senate. The Senate is going to get its version done with some Republican support. It seems very quickly a policy issue, the deficit. Estimates are coming in that the deficit for fiscal 23 is going to be twice what it was in fiscal 22, nearly $2 trillion. How will that influence maybe not just what we see in Congress, but the campaign? Uh, well, in, on the campaign, I think you already have all of the Republican candidates talking a lot about uh, fiscal discipline. And I think it is giving ammunition to some of the House conservatives who have said that they want to trim spending by even more than was agreed upon in that debt ceiling bill. So this is a conversation we're going to hear more on as these negotiations are underway on Capitol Hill. On the other hand, as you just said, you know, the Senate has passed these funding bills uh, in a bipartisan manner. So you have Republicans. Republicans and Democrats in the Senate uh, putting pressure on the House, putting pressure on the House Republican majority uh, not to gum up the works and shut down the government. I want to ask you about House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. 
So he says, uh, quote, if we move forward with an impeachment inquiry, uh, this is, of course, to President Biden, it would occur through a vote on the floor of the People's House and not through a declaration by one person. So Florida Congressman Matt Gates issuing a new threat yesterday. He says if McCarthy stands in the way of pursuing a Biden impeachment, and to be clear, I am talking about President Biden, some Republicans, he says, may try to oust uh, Kevin McCarthy. What is your reaction to Matt Gates' comment here? Well, uh, listen, Matt and I sit next to one another on House Judiciary. We work on the Select Committee on Weaponization. We, we've seen a lot of evidence that a, a lot of our colleagues in the House have not yet been able to go through because they're not on the committees of jurisdiction. I think what Kevin said and McCarthy said is that impeachment inquiry is the next natural step forward. And he's right, because here's the, the issue, Cheryl. We now have credible allegations and stacks of evidence now that are mounting to show that Joe Biden engaged in multiple bribery schemes. Now, we do not have a choice but to pursue that. Why? Because Article 2, Section 4 of the United States Constitution, that every member of the House took an oath to uphold and support, says very clearly that a president shall be impeached uh, if, if, he's, if he's engaged in bribery. It's the, the second cause listed. Uh, it's treason, bribery, high crimes and misdemeanors. We spent years debating what high crimes and misdemeanors are, but everybody knows what a bribe is. We do not have a choice, because we took an oath to uphold the Constitution, to follow this truth where it leads. The politics aside, we have to do our duty under the law, and that's what we're doing right now, and that's why I think you're going to see uh, everybody come around a consensus on this as soon as we return to the Hill in, uh, in a couple or next week. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Next week you're coming back. Don't forget to uh, get on that airplane. Uh, my, my colleague, Brian Brenberg's on set. He's got a question. Congressman, I'm, I'm hearing so often about impeachment inquiries and impeachments, and I know there's a distinction, but obviously there's a disagreement among Republicans in Congress about which one to pursue first. Does an inquiry inevitably lead to impeachment? Help people understand, like, what's the path if you go inquiry versus straight to impeachment? Yeah, it, it's a great question. The inquiry is the next natural step, as McCarthy said, because that's what allows Congress to have the advanced subpoena authority and, and uh, investigatory uh, authority. See, normally under a congressional investigation, everything that, that the House is doing is supposed to be related to a legislative purpose. Ultimately, there's a, a law that we want to pass or revise or something. Now we are engaged in this. The, the evidence is leading us towards impeachment, and the inquiry is the step to get us there. It will allow us to push through the blockade of these federal agencies that are withholding, for example, the pseudonym emails of of the president and records about Hunter Biden flying around on Air Force Two when, when Joe Biden was vice president and engaging in these schemes with uh, foreign oligarchs and adversarial nations. We need that information desperately, and this will be the next step. It's not inevitable that it leads to an impeachment. I have a personal uh, belief that it will, but we have to follow that truth where it leads. If it exonerates uh, Joe Biden, then it does. But again, that's a political calculation. Right now, what we're supposed to be engaged in is our lawful responsibility under the Constitution, and, and that's what we're trying to clarify here. Wednesday, 6 September, Year of Our Lord, 2023. We're going to get to all of that and even more. A lawsuit filed in Colorado, as we told you, was going to come to keep President Trump off the ballot. More explosive polling that shows President Trump is now full-spectrum dominant in the Republican primary and actually leading in the presidential race. Also, another bombshell lawsuit out of uh, Arizona. We'll get into this, uh, if not today, tomorrow morning. It looks like the, uh, the mail-in ballot whole situation might be deemed illegal. 
So it's a lot going on. But right there, you see the, the, the hub of the matter. First off, you've got Judas Pence. Remember Judas Pence? He's polling, you know, at, uh, at about 2%, 3%. That's barely uh, showing you can fog a mirror. So naturally, he's got to give a major address on uh, populism versus conservatism. And he sits there very stern with that knitted brow. The siren song of populism. Pence, you and your like sat around. You're not living in the real world. You sat around. Look at everything you talk about. The Constitution. We're living in a post-constitutional world. Why are we living in a post-constitutional world? Because for decades and decades and decades... People elected worms like you to represent them. And you cratered on everything. We didn't get into this situation, ladies and gentlemen. We did not get into this situation because we didn't win enough elections. We won enough elections. And the quote-unquote limited government conservatives just rolled – and the Bush uh, apparatchiks just rolled over on everything. That's why we're in the jam we're in. And now you're seeing some action. You're seeing the opening. These are kind of like you put the pickets out in front of the troops as you start moving. And the pickets see and they start skirmishing. You see little skirmishes, little firefights. The two big elements in the House are obviously this horrible deal on the debt ceiling, which has left us now with all the lies set aside, $2 trillion in perpetuity of an unfinanceable deficit, $7 trillion in spending, $5 $5 trillion of money coming in, huge drops in tax revenues, capital gains in, in, in income, corporate and income tax. Why? Because the economy is slowing. And you can tell that in the receipts, $300 billion less. That and McCarthy right there trying to play a sucker's play. Oh, we'll get to the longer term. No, 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 no. They're supposed to pass a budget for fiscal year 24, and we're not going to do it. You're not going to get a CR. And, of course, Mike Johnson there laying through the logic of an inquiry versus impeachment, but the train's leaving the station on that, too. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to be back in a moment. Julie Kelly is going to talk to you about the real world we live in, not the make-believe world of the Ken Bucks of the world and the Mike Pences of the world, Mike Judas Pence. Remember, if he had done his duty by the Electoral Count Act of 1887 in the United States Constitution... We would not be in this mess today. Julie Kelly joins us on the other side. We're going to California. A judge has stepped into the middle of this situation about the notification of parents when they try to allow your children to transition without your knowledge. All next in the war room. The former KGB colonel, Vladimir Putin, who, by the way, is no friend of the United States, called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS conference in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to fall. We call this the de-dollarization movement. Now, as demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar weakens. That is why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. 
text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. With thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Text Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon at 989898 to claim your free information kit. Use your agency. Do it today. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Um, just to uh, reiterate, um, you, you are the prote- this audience. You are the protagonist in this drama. You're driving the action. When we sit there and play those long cold opens and go through everything the mainstream media is now trying to can become aware, and you see how almost infantile their analysis is versus what you know on the impeachment issue, particularly on the uh, on the budget shutdown. Um, you're the driver of this. The reason these are issues is because of you, because the pressure you put on people over the August recess, because of your unending phone calls and emails, your engagement, using your agency. Okay, and it's only going to get more intense. And, of course, it's going to get back to this morning. We saw on Morning Joe they called you the uneducated, non-college educated, um, you know, uh, people who breathe through their mouths. So expect a lot more of that, a lot more attacks. Make sure you go to Birch Gold right now. We're going to have a big release, I think, on Constitution Day coming up uh, of the fourth uh, installment. But I need you to read the first three over birchgold.com slash Bannon on the end of the dollar empire. You must get up to speed on the debt trap, on currency, on all of it, because this is the fight of our times. And it's going to get more intense before midnight on the 30th of September. So go check it out. Also ask the question, why our Federal Reserve's doing uh, a digital currency while all the other central banks in the world are buying gold at record rates. When I say central banks, I mean of the global south. Why are they buying gold in 22 and 23 at record rates? Ask the folks at Birch Gold. Ask them that question. Hear the answer. Then mull over it. Mull it over. Uh, Julie Kelly, uh, thank you for joining us. Julie, it, you've, been, you've dedicated your life, quite frankly, to uh, what happened on January 6th and, you know, what happened leading up to it, what went on, and then the ramifications afterwards. When you hear Mike Pence give this speech today on the siren song of populism, he says, because conservatives believe in this ordered universe, we have the Constitution, the four branches of government. What pl- <laughs> given your lived experience, what planet is he living on, ma'am? What Constitution? What is he talking about? I mean, you're right. What planet is he on? I mean, I actually wrote an article on my Substack. Uh, I think it was a week or so ago, talking about the lies that Mike Pence told about his role in January 6th and what he did on that day. What he says in his book is totally inconsistent with the sworn testimony of Mark Short, his chief of staff, and Greg Jacob, his general counsel. I mean, he made it sound like he swooped in single-handedly, wrote this statement, had all these advisors say what happened, et cetera, et cetera. And, I mean, it it just simply isn't true. So there's something really sinister about that man. And uh, no wonder, as you said, he's got no traction in the Republican Party. But he's playing some role, uh, and, and I can't quite figure out what it is. 
Well, let's talk about this. You know, a guy I think uh, pretty highly of, Ken Buck, has got uh, this letter. It's up in the Hill. They sent it, I think, to local guys in, in Colorado. And when I mm-hmm. read that letter, I go, gosh, we've had Julie Kelly on about a thousand times. Uh, Julie Kelly's done this amazing reporting. What universe, t- first off, tell our audience, what did Ken Buck say in this letter? And is Ken Buck right or the reporting of Julie Kelly right? Because you can't have both on this one. So walk me through it. Right. So Ken Buck was responding, I think it was to a petition led by some members of the Colorado Republican Party who are trying to get some response from their elected representatives about what's happening to January 6th defendants. Um, I'm trying to get a copy of the letter that was sent to Ken Buck. But his response was not only uh, pretty smug in terms of how you're communicating, with your own constituents and your own party representatives in your state. But it was factually wrong on a number of occasions. What he did in that letter, Ken Buck, who sits on the House Judiciary Committee, by the way, was give a big imprimatur, a big green light, a big pat on the back to Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, Lisa Monaco, and Matthew Grace's Department of Justice for their abusive, selective prosecution of January 6th defendants. Uh, I mean, he doesn't even have his facts right outside of the point he made, that people have not been held in pretrial detention on misdemeanors. That is not accurate. Uh, but they certainly have been held on nonviolent offenses like, uh, like obstruction and conspiracy and seditious conspiracy. And we have tons of proof that they have not been treated equally under the law. And the idea that this DOJ and federal judges have not violated the 1A, 4A, 5A, 6A rights of these defendants is outlandish. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But I'll tell you what the tip-off was, Steve. What, what did he used to be before he was the congressman? He was a federal prosecutor for 25 years. These guys are so blinded, they can't even see what's happening in their former uh, Department of Justice and call them to account and criticize them for really a dangerous escalation of their abuse of power in this war on terror against Americans on the political right. Shame on Ken Buck and shame on whoever his staffers were that contributed to that letter because they certainly didn't reach out to any experts, I guess you could say, like someone like me who would be able to uh, you know, debunk all of the claims that they made in that letter. Uh, Julie, where do we stand right now? We saw there's some additional... Um sentencing yesterday. Just give us a a snapshot on where we stand in this entire process. Well, what's happening is you have judges like Tim Kelly, a Trump-appointed judge, and Amit Mehta, an Obama-appointed judge, sitting on the D.C. District Court, who are now fashioning new federal crimes of terror. And they're not crimes like blowing up a government building or targeting a military installation or shooting down a jet airliner or preparing you know, to execute an event of ma- with mass casualties. What these two judges have done, Steve, very dangerously, is set aside crimes like obstruction of an official proceeding, seditious conspiracy, conspiracy to obstruct, and shaking a temporary metal fence. Yes, this is true as now crimes of terrorism that can land you in jail for years in prison in addition to the original convictions. That is what Tim Kelly has done in the Proud Boys case. It's what Amit Mehta has done in the Oath Keepers case. Republicans, as usual, are totally asleep at the switch. They don't realize the dangerous precedent that these two judges, with DOJ's suggestion, uh, are, are doing. 
And so this is a big escalation, as I just said, and setting, uh, establishing new laws that not only will be applied in Washington, D.C., but any federal jurisdiction. Any political protest on federal property, and I assume this will someday extend to state property, that gets out of hand or interrupts a government proceeding now can be considered an act of terrorism. Think about the ramifications of that. And so that's what's been happening at the D.C. courthouse for the last several weeks as they continue to arrest and charge um, individuals at really every single day. It's not stopping. Um, and, and no one in the Hill, Ken Buck and no one judiciary, no one up there is doing anything about it, correct? I just want to make sure that you've had some visits, you've had MTG, you've had some people go down, but there's no official action under Kevin McCarthy that's taking place? To my knowledge, not a single Republican lawmaker has attended a single hearing. You can walk. I mean, you can crawl from the U.S. Capitol to the federal courthouse. Um, not a single lawmaker has attended a trial, a hearing, or seen in action with these federal judges, who, by the way, are funded by Republicans in Congress. Uh, I mean, the D.C. District Courthouse, the Circuit Court, they're federal agent. They're a federal court. They get money given to them by Republicans in Congress. The same goes for the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office and the Washington FBI Field Office. But they just seem to have no interest in executing their oversight responsibilities of these very agencies that they fund that are now continuing to round up, prosecute, and destroy the lives of Trump supporters. It's just, it's just amazing to consider uh, what this would look like if the shoe was on the other foot. Had a judge been poised to add terror enhancements to, say, a Biden supporter, any Democrat, um, and call them terrorists and ruin their lives and hold them in pretrial detention. Do you think that a courtroom would essentially be empty of Democratic activists, Democratic lawmakers, political leaders? There's no chance. Uh, and so this is really just represents another missed opportunity by this uh, Republican Republicans in Washington. That's that's Judas Pence's crowd. Um, last thing, you called it that that you said Jack Smith is going to uh, broaden and reindict President Trump on something else related to J6. They're talking about now something on fundraising. Do you still stick with your initial call of they're going to do it with what uh, the, the conspiracy charge? Where, where do we stand I with do. your thinking right now on Jack Smith? I do. I still think he's going to add a superseding indictment, which means adding defendants um, and charges against Donald Trump. I cannot see special counsel Jack Smith sitting on this really meager four count criminal indictment against Donald Trump when Fannie Willis is stealing the spotlight from him. And now we have convictions and long prison sentences for the Proud Boys, who DOJ and Judge Kelly himself tied to Donald Trump. So I still expect that. I've been told by pretty reliable sources that I'm wrong. Uh, and if I am wrong, I will come here first and admit it. Uh, but I still just don't see that happening. I fully expect more charges coming from Jack Smith and the D.C. His D.C. grand jury is still impaneled and still working. So um, that should be one major clue. Last question. Do you think that if he doesn't do it, it's because they want to move forward quickly with the trial before the election on J6? Would that be their thing? Right. That would Yes, Steve, that would be the only calculation is to keep that March 4th, 2024 trial date. But I'll tell you one other quick that I'm going to be reporting on. This obstruction of an official proceeding, 1512C2, that he brought against Trump is headed towards the Supreme Court. 
if the court decides next month and there are uh, cert petitions pending, if they decide to take that up and its relevancy to January 6th, that's going to be a huge blow to Jack Smith um, because there's a chance yep. that that could be overturned shortly after any sort of conviction or sentencing. It's a big risk for Jack Smith to only hold on to these four counts, three conspiracy and the obstruction, uh, because there's a good chance that the Supreme Court uh, could do something uh, different than what DOJ has been doing with that uh, statute. Julie, what's your social media? Where do they go to get all your writings and your Substack? All my work is at Declassified with Julie Kelly on Substack, Twitter, Julie underscore Kelly 2, and also True Social, Julie underscore Kelly. You are on fire, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you for being here to rebut both Judas Pence and uh, Ken Buck. By the way, I think we're going to get Julie back on to do the deep dive on the Pence situation. Short break. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, Lee Sarah from the Daily Mail, just break across the wire. They are going to indict Hunter Biden. Looks like they're going to indict him on the gun charge. They're going to put a shiny toy out there to try to take your eye off the ball. Don't let that happen. He should have been charged with that a long time ago. And, of course, they'll cut some deal on that. But that was, remember, people starting to expose what the Biden crime family is doing that got that uh, judge to, to to take the corrupt DOJ. And, by the way, where is the investigation on why DOJ gave that sweetheart deal that got blown up because of public? HomeTitleLock.com, don't let cybercrime intrude in your life, particularly the 80% of your net worth that's tied up in your home. Your home is your anchored, anchor to windward in turbulent times. Don't let that anchor drag you down. Make sure you go to Home Title Lock. Don't let a cyber thief get in there and take a second mortgage out on your home. 
Check the box. Get rid. Don't make sure. Of all your worries, take that one away. HomeTitleLock.com. Check it out today. Chino Valley, California. There's a lot of MAGA out there. Sonia Shaw, what happened? You had a judge ruling today kind of in your grill a little bit. Tell me what, what happened in this, in this uh, case about the transitioning of kids and not telling the parents, ma'am. I mean, honestly, as disappointing as it is, let's be real, it was no surprise. The judge came out um, 100% sounding, honestly, like one of them. But I will say this. He did say something very interesting. He said he didn't read all the documents, yet he still made a judgment. So I'm hopeful that, you know, that on our they, they expedited the court case um, to October 13th. And I'm hopeful during that time, he will have an opportunity to read all the documents and make a, a good judgment on behalf of the parents to be but, involved. But, but, but this, 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 this a TRO that you guys got to stand down. It can't yeah. go into it. It can't be implemented until, and they moved the court case up to what, October 13th? October 13th, which is fine. We actually already implemented this policy and we've had about, I want to say anywhere from 13 to 15 students that we had to notify the parents and we had great outcomes. So we have support showing that this notification policy is actually really good for children already. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm really hopeful for the October 13th, but we're going to stand our ground. I, they could throw all these different ploys at us. We're not backing down. He talks about how he wants to go to Supreme Court. I'm confident in Supreme Court is where we're going to win this because they're trying to make new law um, for children to have privacy. And we all know parents have the constitutional right. So I say bring it. Real quick, in, in the Chino Valley School District, there were 13 to 15 children that were transitioning. Is that what you're telling me? That's correct. That What happens with our notification policy, they have to say they want to come out to their peers and their teacher to be called something else. So we did have about 13 cases of those um, notification policies taken in effect because children wanted to be called something opposite from what they were born as. Wow. Uh, Karen uh, England from the uh, Parenting Rights Organization, put this in context. Where do we stand on this now? Well, a couple of things. I'm still encouraged this is going to end up at the U.S. Supreme Court. They're going to continue to fight. We have about four other school districts that have passed this policy. This TRO only affects Chino. We have two more school districts that are going to pass this policy. So the state is going to have to declare war on every single school district that is trying to stand for parental rights. And they seem hell-bent on doing that. But we're going to continue to encourage school boards that this is a line in the sand, that we are going to eventually win this, and that what happened today, again, for him not to have read read the documents before he ruled is frightening. And I will say, legal counsel for the district was good, but they aren't that they're traditional school district legal counsel. And so we're going to have to bring in some heavy hitters that are going to really hone in on the Constitution and, and parents' constitutional rights and not, you know, the, the state law they think might apply. Yeah. Uh, Sonia, how do people follow you? Social media, this is a, uh, we can tell you from you guys being on yesterday, people are quite interested in this. Where do people find you to keep up to date? I have an Instagram account. It's Sonia, S-O-N-J-A, Shaw, S-H-A-W, and 2026. It's my campaign account. They could follow me there. Um, you have my word in the next couple of days. I'll give more updates. It's just been a little overwhelming today, but we are uh, definitely going to make sure I get something out there to have um, updates on. We understand. What's going on. It's a- 
A little overwhelming, but you're a fighter. Karen, where do people go to find out more about parental rights? You can go to capitalresource.org and you can get a copy of the policy there that can be implemented in any state. You can get our legal letters. You can get frequently asked questions. You can get on our email list and stay updated. We need the whole nation to, to fight California in this war against parents. It's in Chino Valley is the fight, and you're hearing, seeing a couple of protagonists right now in that fight. We love fighters here. By the way, real quickly, Karen, there's 1,000 school districts, I think you told me yesterday, that this is an issue in, 1,000 throughout this great country of ours? Yes, 1,000 throughout the whole United States. I know there's one here in Tennessee that is not telling parents. Colorado, just a few days ago, it, it was out. This is happening everywhere. That's why we need to be proactive and get this yep. policy in place everywhere. Two fighters, Karen England and Sonia Shaw. Thank you very much for coming on here, gals. Fantastic. Fight on. The battle is engaged out in Chino Valley, California. Remember, there's six or seven million, I think. Seven, eight million. MAGA in California. I think that's the number. Let me play. I got Boris Epstein, but I got to play Judas Pence. Play it again, guys. The siren song of populism. The Republican voters face a choice. In this state and in every state around the nation, as these primaries unfold. And I believe that choice will determine the fate of our party and the course of our nation for years to come. So today, I ask my fellow Republicans this. In the days to come, will we be the party of conservatism? Or will we follow the siren song of populism unmoored? To conservative principles. The future of this movement and this party belongs to one or the other, not both. That's because the fundamental divide between these two factions is unbridgeable. History teaches that societies with more freedom and less government flourish. That's why we have a brilliant system of checks and balances divisions of authority, co-equal branches of government, enshrined in our Constitution, and sovereign state governments under our system of federalism. Conservatives understand that in order to advance an agenda on behalf of the American people, we must work through the system. The political home of those who believe in limited government and individual liberty, who keep faith with our Constitution, is the Republican Party. Okay, Boris, I've had on here today Julie Kelly talking about these enhanced charges they're putting on J6 defendants. Uh, we've got uh, people in California fighting because you can trans- the schools can transition your kids and not even tell you about it. We've got in Colorado, uh, they're, they're, they're suing to keep Trump off the ballot be, uh, because of uh, this radical interpretation, unconstitutional, the 14th Amendment. Everywhere we see, every second of every day, they're shredding the Constitution, setting it on fire. Your thoughts about, because this was a shot across the bow to one Donald J. Trump. Boris Epstein, your, your initial thoughts on Judas Pence in the siren song of populism, sir? Steve, honor be with you, honor be with the posse. I'm a little confused as to why Mike Pence is attacking the core of the movement, the core of the MAGA movement, the core of the Republican Party. And he's really got to be asking his money back from whatever he's paying 
for Mark Short, a.k.a. Mark Long. This little presentation was just a pathetic rendition of basic, what, 1970s establishment, old-school country club conservative principles, which have been long ago discarded and summarily destroyed by Americans in the historic election of President Donald J. Trump in 2016. Populism is, especially you know, the, the, as it is practiced right now by MAGA and President Trump, populism was all about the people versus the establishment. And I guess this is Mike Pence, Judas Pence, as you call him, and once again telling the American people that he's for the establishment. Thanks so much, sir. Have a good time with your 1% on the polls and probably <laughs> not even making it to whatever I debate want, they may or I may did. not have for the second tier of Keebler Elf. <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to bring up, but since you did, in a very Trumpian way, his polling, talk to me overall about the polling coming out today, it's just simply full-spectrum dominance by President Trump. And I keep saying, I'm so furious with Bossy and Rana and these people that continue to drive this primary that's completely made up for the Murdochs. That's why the second one's on, on Murdoch's TV uh, network. Uh, talk to me about these polls that came out today, Boris, because it's full-spectrum dominance. The, this is 538 premise polling. President Trump is at 61. 61. The Florida governor, Ron DeSantimoni, is at 12. 61 to 12. Head-to-head, 66 to 24. In California, President Trump at 55. The Florida governor at 16. And that, by the way, that, that's an increase of 22 points since May. And in the general, according to the premise polling, President Trump is at 44, and whatever is left of Joe Biden is at 38. This is mainstream polling. President Trump up by six. And by the way, they've got Biden over, over the Florida governor by two. And then Politico Morning Consult, which is a tracking polling of 5,000 registered voters. President Trump at 60, the Florida governor at 15, one five. President Trump is absolutely annihilating what's left of this primary contest. There's no question about it, no doubt about it. And if you know, these pretenders want to go out there and attack the MAGA base, they want to attack the heart of what, what is today's Republican Party, hey, hold it. have a good time. Hold, hold it. Remind hold all it. of us Pen- one more time Pence why everyone's that- left to be high. <laughs> hold it. Real quickly, Pence is at 1% or 2%. He can't fog a mirror here. Mike, what's the irony of Mike Pence lecturing MAGA on the Constitution, given uh, the role he played in January 6th, sir? It's the fact that since January 6, 2020, you have had rhinos and Democrats change the Electoral Count Act to try and, quote, unquote, clarify (laughs) that the vice president did not have the right under the Constitution, the 12th Amendment Electoral Count Act, to take action regarding the the election fraud and send it back to the states for them to study it and investigate it for 10 days. Well, if they had to change it, what does that mean? And as President Trump said time and time again, they had to change it. That means they could have done it originally. They changed it in the dark of night without a debate in the omnibus bill. Not just change it, they tucked it in a 9,000-page bill. This is how sure. confident they had to put the, put the evidence forward. Boris, what's your, uh, how do people get to your morning newsletter? How do they get to you on Instagram? And that was, by the way, the ultimate, quote-unquote, establishment move. No wonder Mike Pence is attacking the, uh, the populist movement and, <laughs> and 
absolutely hawking for the establishment in New, in New Hampshire today. My information, Steve, the website is hot. Set up right now, BorisCP.com. Hot on BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at BorisCP. Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on True Social at Boris. And the hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless on all offense. Thank you very much, Boris. I don't want to tip anybody's hands, but I hear Mark Mitchell and the team of Erasmus and have even more blowaway polling than 530. I mean, these numbers are stunning and they're shocking. And, of course, Drudge had up there earlier about uh, DeSantis's donors are now starting to run for the hills because they see the numbers. They see the math. This primary needs to be shut down. We need to put all resources into the general. President Trump up by six in the latest poll today. Short commercial break. Going to come back with a incredibly important guest. Stick around. In the war If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon and support a company that actually believes in America. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Let me repeat, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn Story and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left, without funding people that hate you. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T, 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're going to get in more of the details tomorrow about uh, what's going to happen in the next three weeks on the shutdown, both the impeachment side and the uh, and on the um, this fiasco on spending, our debt, capital markets, all of it. Make sure you're up to speed. Go to BirchGold.com slash Bannon. Get the free Three uh, installments, including the one about the debt trap. You must understand this. Go learn. Also, we teach you about de-dollarization, prime reserve currency, the politics of money, all of it. Got another big release coming out, probably 15th, 16th, or 17th, sometime around there, about uh, prosperity, what has happened to it. So make sure you go. Also, check out the guys at Birch Gold. Ask them about central bank digital currency and uh, why – all the other central banks are buying gold. Just ask that. Ask that question and think through the answer. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Do it today. When I was a kid uh, playing ball, we used to pray Holy Mary, uh, Mother of Victory, and say a short prayer. Um, and also pray for our opponents and make sure that everything was healthy during the games. We're honored to have now Coach Joe Kennedy from Bremerton. Hi, Coach. Uh, you led your team in prayer. Uh, you had to fight for eight years 
after I guess you were dismissed, you went to the all the way Supreme Court, you had this big victory. I was kind of shocked to see that after one game, you've left Bremerton High. Can you walk us through what happened, sir? Because I'm kind of shocked about this, given your tenacity and grit in fighting to make sure you righted this wrong. Right. Um, I meant nothing but resistance from the first day that I got there back in the spring at, at Bremerton. And, you know, I don't want to throw darts or anything like that, but things are not they're, they're not the way that I thought they would be. And I'm not doing any service for anybody in the current role that I was in. So better to, uh, Hey, I fought the good fight. I, I made it to the end. Um, I, I don't want to play by their silly rules anymore. And I, I just want to be an American and I want to, you know, help people that want to stand up for their constitutional rights now. Coach, I'm kind of shocked by this. You gave eight. I mean, you dedicate your life to young men to the, what we call formation, formation of character. This is not about sports. It's about the formation of young men. Why, after eight years, when you say resistance, what was it and how were you not kind of – did the institution change? Oh, everything has changed over the past eight years. We, I mean, just the coaching staff in itself, we had a complete turnaround. And the kids that I – I was coaching. Um, this is their baby brothers and sisters that are on the team now. And, you know, they were in grade school when this happened. So uh, the, the school is trying to align me when when I can pray, when I can't pray, who could be around. They're still trying to make the, the same rules. I got them in trouble in the first place. But after eight years, uh, I, you know, we, we crossed the finish line. We, we said our prayer. And I think uh, for all Americans, I think we did the right thing and be able to walk away with our head up high and, you know, try to take the high road and say, hey, we fought the good fight. And, you know, and we're not going to make anybody happy all the time. So, you know, I'll probably take some jabs about this, but, you know, it, it's time. And, you know, we're back here in Florida and I got to take care of my, my family and my wife's dad, who is um, not doing so hot. Coach, what about the formation of young men? Have things changed if things change that radically in society in eight years, have you seen that? Is that is that the crisis we currently have? Oh, it, I can't believe how much things have changed just uh, in in the way that things have changed over the past eight years with young men. Uh, you know, we we don't get the turnout that we used to for you know physical activity. The people that we, that we do see coming in, they're not used to having a stern talking to. Um, yeah, I. I, I just can't believe that the state that we're in and, and the way that society is, you can't say anything to anybody because they might be offended now. And that's just sad that we, we can't even have the freedom of speech because somebody might get their feelings hurt. Coach, where do people uh, go? I want to make sure people read your resignation letter. I want to make sure people get a complete, uh, a complete understanding. I know you got a book coming out, I guess, later in the year, early next year. Uh, or maybe I think it's in October, later in the year. But where do people go to find out more about you, more about everything you went through in this eight years of fighting all the way to the Supreme Court into victory? Yeah, and that's a great thing about the book. I've been judged by so many things over the past eight years. They could just read the book and then make their judgment call on me. Uh, you could go to CoachJoeKennedy.com. Uh, you have a link to everything, the book, uh, my, all the court papers to First Liberty, who were the ones that represented me. So every single thing is right there. And yeah, anybody could feel free to reach out and talk to me. I'd be more than happy to explain things one-on-one. 
Coach, I can say one thing. It's a great loss to the young men uh, out there in, uh, in in the state of Washington, Bremerton High, because uh, you dedicate your life to their moral formation, not just simply athletics, the moral formation of these men. I know will be missed. But thank you very much for coming on here. We look forward to having you back on the show, sir. All right. You keep finding a good fight, brother. Thank you. Coach uh, Joe Kennedy, I got to tell you, those are the guys we need right now. When, when a guy like Coach Kennedy tells you something's radically changed in this country in the last eight years, listen to him. That's a guy that's dedicated his life to uh, young men, so definitely listen to him. He's got a book coming in October. We're going to have a lot more uh, to say about that. Next hour, I have uh, Naomi's going to join me, Naomi Wolf. Uh, trust me, Biden's walking around the White House in a mask. This, it's all coming back. The vaccines are going to be dropped on the 15th. you got the mass mandates, the protocols. Montgomery County, uh, one of the top school uh, districts in the country, already put the kids in masks. I think kids over third or fourth grade got to wear the N95. It's all happening again. I know it's hard to believe, and we're going to break it all down for you. Brick by brick, exactly what's happening. Stick around for the next hour. We're going to leave you this hour with Johnny Cash. I am bound for the promised land. Johnny Cash. On Jordan's stormy banks I stand And cast a wishful eye To Canaan's fair and happy land Where my possessions lie I am bound for the promised land I'm bound for the promised land Oh, who will come and go with me I am bound for the promised land O'er all those wide extended plains Shines one eternal day God the sun forever reigns and scatters night away. I am bound for the promised land. I'm bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. 
You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.